welcome one and all to the Hillcrest Duo being recorded on Saturday, June 8th, 2019. I am your host, Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto, and I am joined by my co-host... Metal John, and I'm on Twitter at Metal John Radio. It has been a spell since we've been around, so we figured we'd pop into the studio, talk about the most recent things over the past month or so. Um... A lot yeah. of things happened. Yeah, we've got a lot of a lot of big news to talk about. Uh, yeah. Also, it's it's big movie season now. This is where almost every weekend there's some sort of blockbuster or some sort of big big ticket item opening up. Um, mm-hmm. And you know me, I'm obsessed with going to the movies, so I will be going to the movies pretty much every single weekend from here until Oscar season, and then still going every single weekend. Uh, so I've I've seen quite a few movies, and uh, I, I'll try to keep spoilers. Down and I'll give, I'll give a warning if I'm going to spoil something, but still quite a few movies uh, we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I suppose you know over the last few weeks the the probably the biggest news, especially in our world, you know, since we talk a lot about comic books and pop culture ish things, uh, I would say probably the biggest news is Warner Brothers announcing they have a new Batman. We've got a new Batman, and it's Robert Pattinson. Yeah, probably the. L- person on the bottom of everybody's list to be cast. I mean, we actually did an episode a few weeks ago, or a few months ago, I should say, um, but only a handful of episodes ago, uh, where we we talked about odds for a new Mm -hmm. Batman, and I think me and you both were in agreement that John Hamm would be an excellent choice. Yes. And, you know, uh, with a few others as also, yeah, I I would like that. Um, He seemed to be, like, the farthest from it, but he got it, and... But first of all, let's address the the obvious. Yes, he did the Twilight movies, but that was ages ago. Unfortunately, that's what he's known for. Correct. He has done what a lot of these teenage um, super uh, studs try to do after that and built up his acting chops. And to his credit, he has in a lot of art house films. Correct. But the problem is... They're art house films. Yeah. Uh, They're not ones the general public will see. Yeah, and, you know, because when the news comes out right away, that's the first thing that clicks. That's the sparkle vampire kid from those teenage (laughs) movies. Oh, great. He's going from one (laughs) bat to another. Yeah. Just great. (laughs) Um, And, and, you know, and then then you're like, but I guess when you hear this news, I always look at this as, and this was my first reaction, is that, well, this is Warner Brothers' baby. Yes. Um, they're not just going to say, nah, just cast whoever you want. You know, there's, there's a lot of th- thinking, a lot of decision-making. Yeah. So he wasn't just handed the role because he was the only person available. No. You know, he earned it for a reason. We do not know that reason yet. Um, and I, I – Look at this, and I try to compare it to when Heath Ledger first got cast as the Joker. Yeah. Everybody was like, the dude from Brokeback Mountain? The dude from that Knight's Tale movie? Yeah, the dude another Brokeback? another teenage heartthrob dude, because yeah. uh, Ten Things I Hate About You, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and and uh, all these other movies he did, and you're like, oh, oh just a pretty boy is going to play the Joker? And then I'm like, well, I, Christopher Nolan's nobody's doing, yes. so we'll, I'm going to give him the benefit of a doubt and hope it's a home run. And guess what? It was a grand slam. Yes, and to your credit, you've done something I haven't. You've done the homework 
and watched his more recent art house films. Yeah, well, a lot of people, it's so funny, is when this was announced and you go on Twitter, I was actually pleasantly surprised at how many people were defending the choice. Well, I was, I, I was among them. Like, I'm willing to see how this plays out. Yeah, and, and most people that were defending the choice all had a common thought. They said, go watch his recent movie from 2017 called Good Time. It's on Amazon right now. Go watch it. I will. And you will understand why they, you know, he's a good actor. And so, three days ago, I watched it. And first of all, the movie Good Time, it's basically about uh, this this guy in New York who's mm-hmm. played by Robert Pattinson. He has got a mentally challenged brother who is in trouble with the law. And he helps him escape, and then they kind of go on a little bit of a crime spree, and then his brother gets in trouble again, mm-hmm. and the whole movie takes place in a 24-hour period. Nice. And it's just basically getting in trouble, running from the cops, and like doing crime stuff. And it's actually like a pretty good movie, but Robert Pattinson's actually a really good actor in it. And even though there's nothing about the movie that you look at like, oh yeah, he would be a good Batman, like because he's kind of dirty, grimy, he's got a beard, but here's the important thing. You're watching the movie and you don't even realize it's the same kid from Twilight. Yeah. And, and my <laughs> you know, guess and, is he's and and he's he doesn't look like a pretty boy heartthrob. Mm-hmm. He's kind of gritty looking. And and that's the and like to Well, your, that's going to be and to his credit, being the pretty boy heartthrob is half the role because you have to be Bruce Wayne. Exactly. You have to have that, you know, nice clean-cut, you know, Hush. look. You got to look like a billionaire, a yes. billionaire playboy. You have to look like a billion, bill, and you got to sell that, like mm-hmm. you know. And that's where, which is, let's be honest, was probably Michael Keaton's biggest failing as Batman. Yes, he does not look like a billionaire, especially when you, as we saw Batman '89 a few weeks ago, when you saw him sporting the dad jeans. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the '90s, though. Well, well late '80s, but still, he's yeah. sporting the dad. All he needed was a fanny pack. Yes, correct. But even he didn't even want to admit that he was Bruce Wayne. Yes. If you think about it, you know. Uh, Anyways, um, no, it's a great movie, and uh, I really enjoyed it, and I do recommend using that that movie as a little bit of homework before you're completely, like, trashing the casting choice, because it'll show you that he's a good actor. He's, He's definitely moved away from that teenage heartthrob. Stuff that everybody well, knows him for. Well, and also in those movies, obviously, he didn't act very well because he didn't have much range. Exactly. And, that's the, and when that's the thing the public has of you, not only were you just the teen heartthrob, you were acting with Kristen Bell, who also didn't have much acting range, and you didn't appear to have much range because, truth be told, I didn't watch it, but as I understand from the films, they don't have much emotion, do vampires? No, I, and that's I, the problem. And, and and you know, I went narratively when, when Twilight first came out. I saw all the hype about it, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to see it. I want to know what this is all about." I went opening night. Mistake. It was <laughs> packed full of teenage girls that were screaming every time he showed up on screen, as if. Like the Backstreet Boys that just walked into the theater. I just like that you used the Backstreet Boys. We are old. Yeah, that's a little But at the time, I think Backstreet Boys were very popular as well at that time. So, I, I mean, we're talking, this is like 10 plus years ago. I know. And I, think, I think even the Backstreet Boys were old hat by 2008, man. Yeah, but anyway, so I was like, eh, I, 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 I and, don't get it. And the movie, and the movie itself was lame. 
It was boring. Like, it was stupid. But I get it. It's based on a book series. It's a yeah. fantasy land. You know, teenage girls, it appealed to teenage girls. They loved it. They gave the movie, the whole franchise, a lot of money. He became a very big popular celebrity. And then after all of that, he kind of disappeared. And like you said, he disappeared, and he went into the art house world. And he did probably five or six films. Mm-hmm. He's got another one coming out called The Lighthouse, which... I saw the preview for it, and it actually looks pretty good, too, so I'm going to try to give that one a watch when that one comes out. Um, but, you know, if you look at recent photos of him, um, you know, some people have done that whole Photoshop thing where they yeah. where they Photoshop a bat mask over him so you just see his jawline and his yeah. mouth. looks pretty – looks almost like a Christian Bale-ish like, type of jawline. Well, does he, my question is, since I haven't seen the movie, does he need to bulk up a bit? Uh, he's going to need that. That would be my one worry right now is I'm looking at him, and I'm like, hmm, he's like the same size as me. He's kind of short. Not stocky, but not muscular. So he's going to have to bulk up, and I think they're going to have to make him look a little bit taller because I, I don't even know how tall this dude is, but he doesn't look like he's barely pushing 5'9". Oh, jeez. So I, I don't know. So um, there are some physical limits, but yeah, his acting but, chops are there. That's what yeah, counts. But it, yeah. But, and so I, I'm, I'm in favor of it, and I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm not going to sit I'm, – I'm, I'm not in the camp of – this is going to suck and talk trash, talk trash about it, you know. He's going to be sparkly Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's, but no, that's exactly um, what they're going to do. They want all but, the teenage girls to come back. But, um, you see, I'm on board. I'm probably going to do the homework. And that's uh, I mean, your big um, uh, piece of advice. Do some homework. See his most recent stuff. Yep. But let's stay on Batman a bit because a few weeks ago, digitally, um, this was released. And I believe it was released physically this week. There is a new Batman movie that came out. It's one of the animated movies. It's Batman versus Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I saw it on the childhood co- um, dream comes to life. I saw it on the shelf at Walmart, and I half tempted to buy it. You uh, should have, because I have um, uh, watched the first hour, and then I had to go to my real job, and so I watched it. And it's basically broken down into thirty-minute segments anyway, like most of these. Um, uh, DC animated movies are where it could be also shown as three separate episodes on television. And it's just delightful. Really? Yes, it's fun. It has plenty of fan service moments. What about the uh, animation? Uh, There are some animation flaws. I'm not totally in jibe with it. But overall, it's just a great one. Troy Baker is your Batman, and he does a damn near pitch-perfect Kevin Conroy. Okay. I mean, that would... that's one thing, like, it, when I first saw the the DVD, I was like, all right, I want to see who's in it. Noticed no Kevin Conroy. That was kind of like, mm. And then I saw Tara Strong is still in it, and she does a lot of the Bat Batwoman mm-hmm. voicing and, and Batgirl voicing and stuff. So I'm like, all right, well, she's a she's a legend in that in that role. So Well, real, one thing also, real credit to Troy Baker doing pulling double duty as Batman and the Joker. Oh, I talking to himself. All right, also fun. So I, I've got two options now. I can it, over at Walmart right now. They have the Blu-ray slash digital combo for like seventeen dollars, or they have just the straight up DVD for fourteen dollars. So three dollars more. You might as well get the Blu-ray, right? Yeah. Or and get the digital. Or I can rent it on my Xfinity I just, box for five ninety nine. For you, I'd probably just rent it. I bought it, but that's just me. Oh, oh you bought it. it for me. Thanks. No, I bought it for me because I did the digital just download. I was too lazy to go to a store. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I paid twenty bucks. I mean, I do own some of the Batman animated movies just because they're they're cool to have. Yeah, like, they are, and it's a fun, delightful story. It has it has the obligatory. Oh, we, they both think the other's the bad guy for a good portion and fight each other. Okay, because that has to happen in every single crossover superhero team up. Yeah, you have to have that moment of confusion. All right, cool. No, I'm but gonna I'm in, gonna give that a watch. Uh, hopefully it's, before our next podcast. It's just a fun. It's a fun one. Don't um, invest too much thought in it, but do see it because you'll probably enjoy it. All right. Well, let's stick with um, some superhero themes. Uh, okay. One of the more recent movies I've seen, probably in the last three weeks, uh, that is probably it's still in theaters, and I would say the top of my list as far as recommended movies to see right now mm-hmm. is *Brightburn*. I have read about it. I actually did read a plot synopsis, so don't be worried about um, doing spoilers. No, I, I'm going to keep the spoilers as low as I possibly can. But at the end of the day, this movie is basically an evil Superman movie without calling itself evil Superman. Well, yes. You've got an alien child that crash lands on a farm mm-hmm. in Brightburn, Kansas, I believe. Yep. And family adopts them because they're trying to have kids and they're not being successful so they take the kid on as their own and they raise him so uh when he becomes a i would say like around 11 12 13 years old when he gets into that he starts hearing voices and then he becomes evil and cool and, and he's got basically all of the same powers that superman has but he's evil and it's so it's such a strange movie because at the end of the day, that's exactly what it is. It's what if Superman was evil? Now, However, my... the movie nobody's named Kent in the movie. Right. He's this movie has no ties to Superman, even though it's basically an evil Superman movie, which is right. so strange because you would think, hmm, are you just ripping off Superman in DC? A little. Or, or are you trying to be original? Because you're not being very original with them landing on a farm. You know, in family fa- family adopting him, you know, raising him as their own, hiding him from who he really is, hiding him from his true identity. They just say, we adopted you. Like, he, they're not saying, well, you're an alien, by the way. Right. And the um, big problem I have is in reading the synopsis is this could have been, a, I think, a so much better film if it, they did like the nature versus nurture thing. Mm-hmm. But from what I understand, he ha- does have a loving set of parents that actually try and help him. Yeah, and even it's though, not, like... It's not like he's an abused Superman, so you could have that idea, like, well, he was abused, so he becomes abused. Yeah, no, it's just him discovering his true identity and and trying to c- figure out what his purpose of coming to Earth was. And that's where things get a little like, oh, oh, it's like, well, he was here for a purpose. What's this purpose? And then, he, yeah, he goes to school, and... Uh, he gets bullied a little bit, he gets pushed down, mm-hmm. and then he aggressively grabs somebody and breaks their arm with one little Oof. squeeze. Oof. And the parents, Ouch. like you said in that case, they defend him. Oh, well, I'm sure he didn't mean it, and, you know, we still love him. And, you know, and even though, like, you're watching the movie and you're like, right. I'd be doubting this kid right now. Anyways, what, what I really enjoyed this movie, it's a short movie. Finally, we get, like, an hour and 40-minute movie to go see We the need theaters. more of those. So it's a short movie. A uh, very simple story, just evil Superman. Uh, it's I would put it in the horror movie category box, but just the, the way it plays out and then the ending and how everything's so open, I, I think we're in for a bright burn like trilogy. Well, let's franchise. talk about that ending because I that that is the one point that I think we can talk about is the fact that one obviously he goes to be 
Sprite Bernie evil. Yep. But we also hear news reports of other people with powers. The question is, we don't know what what they're doing with their powers. At least not yet. Correct. So and do you think we could see a second movie where we do see his nemesis, a more heroic hero? Maybe someone kind of Batman-esque, but with powers. Correct. Or we could see more of him where basically maybe when he crash land, other people crash land in other parts yeah, of the Earth. And that's the other And they're kind of coming together. To so take over this planet. And that's, I think, what makes the movie interesting is because when you start, when they start hinting at this and you're like, oh, I was like, so there's more people with powers. Like, where is this all going to go? Right. It's very Cloverfield-ish. Yeah, like, that's that's another thing that, like, I was, like, while watching the movie, I'm getting these Cloverfield vibes of, yeah. like, oh, like, the mystery of what what if? What if yes. this? What if that? What is that? Because we is don't this know movie? what they're going to do next. If it's going to be these other people with powers are going to battle him or they're going yeah. to help him. And that, and that um, and little that's wrinkle think, is awesome. And that's what I, what, I, what I really loved about this movie is that it's – Obviously, just thrown out there as, I'm, hey, let's see if you guys like this. And as long as it's well-received, there's going to be more. Yes. And I think it's being well-received. And I think people are going into it like in it. Now, I did. I have a friend of mine that went to go see it and was like, I hated it. Because I just thought they were just ripping on DC the whole movie. Like, kind of giving backhanded, like, slaps to Superman. And I was like, I didn't get those vibes. No, this is, I really... From, from what you told me, it's the exact opposite. It's taking the concept of Superman and turning it on his head in a really cool and interesting way. If yep. anything, this is someone who loves DC, who Correct. loves Superman, and wants to see just this little tweak. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I recommend it. So see it. Um, on the flip side of that, Dark Phoenix opened this weekend. I am not going to see it. Nope, nope. Ta- I tapped out. Save your money. Uh, I mean, yeah, and well, I, you, I saw your tweet. You said you were going in with low expectations. Did it get at least over the bar of your low expectations, or did it even trip over that? No, it tripped over that. It, <laughs> it was, uh, and it, it disappointing for me because I loved the X Men movies. I liked the old X Men movies, and I liked the first class movies. These first class movies, this little, I think this is the third this, of them. <coughs> I mean. I I, think I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I really enjoyed Well, it depends, I think, if you count Wolverine or not. I don't know. I think it's the fourth because the first class was 60s, and then there was the one set in the 70s. Okay. And then the, um, the Days of Future Past in the 80s. That's right, Days of Future Past. I forgot that one. So, yeah, this is four. Okay, so this is the fourth one. Um, set in the 90s. Yeah. And these are, like, I, I enjoy them, but... This one was just the weakest of them, just focusing around Jean Grey becoming Phoenix and, you know, her, like, am I evil, am I good, like, you know, mm-hmm. struggle and, you know, everybody's lying to me, these people are not lying to me. Like, it's just, the whole movie is just her struggling with becoming Phoenix and the previews kind of show you the three or four big action sequences in the movie, so you've got those out of the way in the previews. Um, but, man, one thing that really just... I mean, again, I go into it with low expectations. Yeah. Uh, very beginning of the movie, um, it sets in 1992. The Space Shuttle Endeavor uh, launches and has, has trouble in space. So Professor X sends a group of the X-Men to space to help rescue the Space Shuttle. And they rescue them. And they come back, and, like, the president's giving Xavier, like, a medal of honor. And, obviously, like, X-Men are being very well accepted, you know? It's like, oh, my God, you you guys are heroes. You saved the shuttle crew, blah, blah, blah. But then there's this conflict between 
um, Raven, and you know, which is Jennifer Lawrence's character, yeah. and, and Professor Axe. And this is 10 minutes into the movie. They're having like, you know, she's like, oh, well, you know, you're just using us to get, get more exposure for yourself. We should rename to the X-Women. We're doing all of the work. I was like, all right, I'm done with this movie. Like, I, you're already going down that rabbit hole of, all right, so this is going to be one of those women power like like movies where it's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to make Xavier look like an animal, look like a, you know, like an egotistic guy. And but we as fans already know out of all of the X-Men, he's probably the one with the most logic of all of them. You know, he's oh, he's man. the one who's more grounded. He's like, look, I want you to use your powers to do good. And he helps people with their powers. And, and, and they kind of play him out to be somewhat of a bad guy. Well, there was that time in the comic books where he and the rest of the Illuminati pretty much um, uh, borked everything so hard that part the universe was kind of destroyed. Yeah. Uh, I guess I could see. Yeah. But, oh, there, know, this I, is a story. You, there, yeah. There, there's this group in the comic books called the but, Illuminati that has the smartest men in the world, and they've kind of screwed things up but multiple again, times. But again, when, and when, he's one of them. When, when Jean Grey starts going evil, when she becomes Brightburn, <laughs> when she starts going a little evil, you know, all of a sudden all the X-Men are fighting with each other, and they're not fighting to go help her. And I, I don't get it. I'm like, all right, so now we're having a Civil War moment. <laughs> I was like, so now this is X-Men Civil War. Uh, and, and it sort of becomes that. And then it becomes a team-up movie again, you know? And I'm like, I was just so bored with the movie the whole time. And there's no humor in it, really. I mean, there's just... It's just a bad movie. Okay. But you know what? And I'm saying that as somebody who really liked all the other X-Men movies. This one just, the story just didn't do anything for me. Um, and and it's probably my bad. least favorite. And it's, it's disappointing because I was kind of hoping for it to be better. But well, then again, though, Jean Grey, to me, like, oh, it was always like the one character in all of the X-Men movies. Her and Wolverine were just two characters. I was like, yeah, I'm not Well, she's got a lot of fans, but. I once again I did. But read Sophie Turner's a great actress. I mean, I, I was actually having this conversation with somebody on Twitter uh, yesterday, and they're like, "Man, I really wish Sophie Turner would not do the superhero thing and just try to go be a really good actress because she is a good actress." And I agree a hundred percent. She is a great actress. I watched her on Game of Thrones, and I would like to see her do something more serious and not like a flashy superhero thing. Um, but even in this movie, she does have signs of being a really good actress as well. So mm -hmm. um, I think, I think thankfully, this is the end of the X Men. Well, it movie, is. So it is because they have to start integrating them into the MCU, and that probably just means recasting everything. Yep. Which is why my why my own perfect ending to this movie was Jean Grey just destroys the universe. The end. Yes, there you go. Just blow up waka Earth. Waka. No, the universe. Just everything oh. wiped out. Just suck it all into a black hole. Yes, everything's gone. Minute, 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 minute. Whee! <laughs> but yeah. Maybe, maybe have um, uh, Hugh Jackman come out of a giant dumb drum and say, that's all, folks, and move that's, on. Oh, there you go. Uh, speaking of that, the Hugh Jackman one-man show is coming to Chicago in a few I minutes. heard, and I kind of want to see it. It's Yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be on Friday, June 21st, but... The Rolling Stones opened up their tour in Chicago that night, so oh, I think I'm going no. to the Rolling Stones over Hugh Jackman. Sorry. Yeah, and I also saw you um, uh, being upset about Open Air Fest. Mm, just ticket prices were bad. Well, I mean, the show was fun. I had a good time at, at the at the show. I mean, I like System of a Down. I like Tool. I like Ghost. I like a lot of the bands I went to go see, but 
overall, I mean, I paid over 200 bucks a ticket yeah. for two days to see, like, four bands. I'm so. going to Riot Fest, so. Oh, nice. Slayer. No, um, Rancid and Blink-182. Oh, Punk rock powers activate. And I'm sure you'll see some, like, rappers, too, because I think they always have, like, they always have a big mix of musicians at Riot Fest. It's always oh, like, it's always Rise like, Against. I think like Village People are playing Riot Fest too. I think you have like Village People, Slayer, Blink-182, and then you'll Rancid, get like, and then you'll get some Rise rappers. Against. First of Maybe all, the Wu-Tang Clan. I'm like, com- like it'll be so weird. I am how, fine with all those. Yeah. So you'll get a pretty good mix of crowd and, mu- and music. So uh, I went to Riot Fest one year. It was fun. Um, uh, oh, other movies. Eclectic. Godzilla. Did you see Godzilla? I have not. That I just am not a monster movie guy. All right. So, yeah, you might want to avoid this one then. Because the, the first Godzilla movie, the one with Brian Cranston, that movie had, like, story and, you know, I really yeah. liked that Godzilla movie. It this was is more, the, this is the sequel to it. Yeah. But this is just straight up monsters fighting each other. This, this is, is there's, there's no, no there's no real like storyline. It's just oh this monster woke up. Oh this monster woke up. oh let's let it's him fight each other. It's just a throwback to all the old 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 1950s era yeah. Godzilla. However, one thing that's misleading about it is that they mention there's like 17 monsters or something. Yeah. You only see like four of them in this movie. Well, that's lame. So just okay, a warning um, on that. As one. we are probably running out of time i did try to get you to watch good omens but you said you didn't like it i watched the first episode and i just got distracted and really not interested in it uh but but you got but i could come back so an angel and a demon fighting to save the earth from being destroyed Mm. but by trying to stop the antichrist all right i well give me some give me more say is it is it hilarious is it funny is it it's just it's Episode two, I'll admit, is also a bit slow because they still have to do a little bit more introduction. But episode three is where you get to see um, Azir uh, Fail and um, Crowley through all the times they've met each other throughout history and the history of their friendship. And that episode is a delight because Sheen and um, uh, Tenet have just wonderfully great chemistry. And if anything, that's probably the show's biggest failing is... Those two are just so great on screen together. You spend most of the time, it's the old joke from uh, The Simpsons, hey, I wonder what Poochie's doing. That's, yeah. what, that's what you're thinking whenever they're not on screen. It's not that the other actors are bad, far from it. It's just they just act circles so much around them. You um, just are wondering, they're, they're great. All right. No, I, 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 yeah, maybe I'll go give it another try. I mean, I do kind of want to watch Swamp Thing. I heard it was good, and then it was canceled. <laughs> and but oh, it's and in talks for HBO or Netflix to possibly pick it up. Also, so. Jessica Jones comes out this month. Ooh, yeah, season three and the final of the Marvel Television Universe. And so, I, so we've got a lot to talk about in the coming weeks. And Toy Story opens up. And, and oh yeah, you wanted to talk a little bit oh. about Toy Story. But I one thing I do want is we mentioned Jessica Jones. I really wish we could have gotten that um, MCU kind of universe movie series set, just set in that five years where people were gone. Even make it in the first few days. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That's one I would pay to see. Just what life, and that would be a perfect one for those um, Marvel Cinematic Television Universe shows when you have the more on the street level stuff. Yeah, no, that would be cool. Like, kind of struggling. All right, so we lost half of these people, and just the first month centered yeah. it around. I, I I'd be in favor of that, especially if they centered it around like the Jessica Jones Daredevil Punisher. Yes, Daredevil. that's what I mean. You yeah. have a, 
Especially if they could do it with Punisher be, oh. being the one and him, you know, making it even less people <laughs> in the chaos that has been sued. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think that would be a, a cool a cool but concept. But we kind of want to talk about Toy Story, but you don't really want to talk about Toy Story. No. Oh, Child's Play is coming out here, I think, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And the marketing campaign for, for Child's Play, even if you're not into the whole Chucky movies... Go look at the posters. The posters they are putting out for for Child's Play are are digs at Toy Story. No, and, and I think they're funny. I, they're funny, but it's it's them trying to get their shine off someone else's franchise. It tells me that they aren't one hundred percent able to market this on its own, and they know that this other toy based movie is coming out the same month, so they're going to ride its coattail. Mm, They're coattail riding. Really? I, I, I mean, I guess you could, I guess, I, I can see that. I mean, I never looked at it as that point. I just kind of looked at it as, oh, it's I, like, I, I take it's it like we, know, we know we're not going to make the money that franchise is, yes. so we're just going to roast them a little bit. I, I, I'm taking it I'm a little just a bit more negatively. I'm looking at it probably a little more intellectually than I should. Well, Mark Hamill would not approve of your thoughts. Well, Mark <laughs> Hamill... I can't say anything about Mark. Kimmel. I can't that wait. Man. I can't wait. That I, man I mostly gift. want to see this movie because he's voicing Chucky. I mo- that's the main reason I want to play. Plus, they're also taking like the whole Chucky Child's Play reboot to a more modern thing, which is a thing I do like about some reboots. When a reboot says, "You know what? We're going to take this movie from a long time ago, really, and we're going to put it into more modern times." One word, two words. RoboCop. Ugh. Argument destroyed. I win. Yes. And on that note... That movie did suck. And on that note, we will end it here. Um, I want to thank all you guys for listening. Um, I am Brad Risto. Follow me on Twitter at Brad Risto. And also, I'm going to start streaming more. You can follow me on Twitch at OutsiderBrad. Ooh, hey. Well, yes, I did do a, um, a stream of... Since you had decided with Thanos, I did a three-way um, tag team match between you and Thanos, me and Iron Man, and Cousin Stan, who decided to come in, him and Magneto. Mm, I got won. the win. Oh, of course I, it's your It's your game. Well, yes, I was playing as myself. I covered Stan for the win. Whee! Oh. Fo- All right. Follow me on Twitch at OutsiderBrad. Okay, and you can follow me on Twitter, because I don't do Twitch, uh, at MetalJohnRadio. And uh, we'll be back. We got some. Uh, we got some exciting movies. Yes, yeah, so Spider-Man will probably be the next thing we talk about. I have tickets for a midnight showing. Ooh. I haven't done a midnight thing since. Oh, jeez, Grand Theft Auto Four came out. When Caffeine, I was... man, stay awake. That's gonna be the hard. The next day is gonna be the hard thing. Yeah, that's gonna Get be that turbo shot from Duncan. Whew. Okay, thank you everyone for listening. We'll be back soon. This has been the Hillcrest Duo.